You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. Where you go, Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with Benny and AJ. I guess. I mean, we don't have the Jets, but Benny and AJ. Benny and AJ. Yeah. Bringing you uh, all of the stats that will happen when Auburn faces Washington. I hope we know some stats. We'll see. We'll see how, how we're going to predict them. Washington. Yeah, we're going to be uh, predicting some stats. It's going to be a beatdown. <laughs> it's going to be a, an Arizona offense. State style beatdown. Dude, Arizona State looked like they dominated Washington. Yeah, we've been watching some tape. We watched we've been in the room with them. the players watching some tape in our hearts. Yep. <laughs> and Washington only had seven points the whole game against Arizona State, who had two wins, two and three at that point. Are you kidding me? Last Come year, on. basically the same Washington team returning 17 starters. Yep. And they had that pathetic performance. Just pitiful. They were expected to win the... The Pac-12 last year, they didn't. Yep. They didn't even get to the championship game because they lost to Stanford as well. Yep. And then you'll remember, I mean, they went to the playoffs a couple years ago, but you remember how bad Alabama beat them? Pretty darn bad. Smackdown. It's, it's Bama. Welcome to Alabama football and Auburn football. Yeah, and they haven't seen Auburn else. yet. No, even their coach. Hey, uh, who beat uh, Alabama last year? Mm, Auburn did. Yes, sure, they did. Only team. Uh. It's pretty pretty amazing that even their coach would compare Auburn's defense to Alabama's defense. And better. That, that's 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 pretty nice. But oh yeah, for sure this year night we're so much better than Bama's. They they lost so many players last season. If you want to go listen to our preview, we talked about some of the losses that Alabama had, um, and that that's going to be crucial that we have so many returning defensive uh, players coming back this season. But especially for the start of the season. Oh, start of the season is huge. We we can really rely on those guys. We're gonna have to put uh, in some uh, hurry up, no huddle when it comes to to winning this game. I, we we need some urgency, that's for sure. Uh, before we jump into the Washington preview, get into it in full force. Let's talk about some of the uh, stuff that's come out. Just housekeeping stuff, kind of stuff. Uh, there's been two official injuries that have come out of this past week. Uh, doesn't seem to be uh well actually two injuries that have happened in the spring and now are much better um and actually started playing full contact uh, nick brahms who was the competing center so very good news for offensive line to potentially have a backup for somebody like caleb kim who's looking like he's going to be uh, a key contributor for for the offensive line uh, and daquan uh, newkirk he's a defensive tackle uh, he's he tore his Achilles back in the spring. Mm. He had to have surgery, uh, but looks like he's he's back and uh, ready to go. Uh, the only weird injury that did happen, and it's not official yet, uh, it's just kind of been reported around, is uh, Jamel Dean. Uh, he's probably going to be our best defensive back this next season. He uh, has been seen reportedly uh, with a soft cast on his right hand. Uh, there hasn't been any word officially from Gus but from what we can kind of tell it's not 
uh, anything super serious, but it's kind of like a day-to-day kind of thing. We'll see if he uh, hopefully is not injured enough that he's not going to be able to play because considering the the potency of their offense of Washington, I, I hope we have our uh, secondary ready to, and in full force. Yeah, we need to be able to man up and cram the box because uh, we do get some pressure on their quarterback, knock him to the ground. It'll be just like the inverse of what we saw last year when we played Clemson. Yeah. And, and we've been there. We, we know how it feels. And I hope Kevin Steele, I mean, Kevin Steele, let's be honest. He's, he's a very wise guy. He's figuring out. I mean, he probably watched, if I had to guess, he's probably watching what Arizona state did to hold Washington to seven points, considering most of the other season, like, they scored anywhere from like 63 to, uh, I mean, they were scoring at least 20 points a game. Yeah, it was nuts. And uh, if you guys want to see that, just check out the uh, E2C Twitter. Got that posted up on there. Some uh, some nice highlights to give you some confidence going into this game. Yeah, I mean, I've, we felt competent, confident, well, competent, obviously, Both. but confident, yes, um, that Auburn was going to, come out and we're going to play hard um, even with the the tendency of coming out a little bit slower, but we have a returning starter and think about when we had a returning starter, the last time we had a returning starter and had a great start was 2014. And that was with Nick Marshall at the helm of the freshman bunch. We've, we've talked about the freshmen a lot, Ben, who are you feeling from this freshman group is going to be the standout freshman that we're going to be talking about uh, throughout this season and just going to put up tons and tons of yards or tons of tackles. What, who do you think it's going to be? Man, it's, it's weird. There's a lot of choices, but I got to go with Jackson. I just feel like, you know, he's got a little bit of bow blood in him and, uh, mm. heard so much about him during the, the pre season throughout fall practice. That's where I'm going. Honestly, Cedric Jackson, he's, he might be just another watch. one of the freshmen. Just watch. He's going to be awesome. He could be the wide receiver that we look to and think, wow, this guy's amazing. He's getting playtime. And and there's going to be guys, Gus has said, freshmen, that are going to get playtime in this very first game, big game. I have a feeling it's going to be probably Bowie Whitlow and Matthew Hill, if I had to guess. Hmm. Um, those are the two that I would almost put – if I was a betting man, I would put some money down on them being, like being out on the field. Um, let's talk about our offense. And other than the freshmen, if we had a star on offense, Stidham, duh, obviously, he's going to be the star. But besides that, the supporting cast of the wide receivers and running backs, who do you think is going to be the star this next season? I mean, we, we have to go with the wide receivers fa- side. Besides the running backs who we already talked about, Ryan Davis last year was, you know, the go-to guy, set an Auburn record for receptions in a season. You've got to go with Ryan Davis. Yeah. How about you? He would be a. He's going to be a very consistent guy. Uh, the the thing that I'm like, I don't know about Ryan Davis right now, with all the other great wide receivers, the new freshmen coming in, the uh, ones that have been there before, like Darius Slayton, Nate Craig Myers. They've been around. They're going to spread it. I have a feeling they're going to spread the ball out a little more. Ryan Davis will for sure be a go-to. It's just I don't know if his production is going to be as high this next season. Uh, it may very real, may very well be. I don't know if Stidham's production is going to be higher, so 
with mm-hmm. Stidham slinging the ball around like he's going to be. He's got to have to hit someone. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of choices, but, I mean, Ryan Davis is a sure-handed wide receiver that will get you, depending on where you throw the ball to him, you know, a decent gain every single time. And he's going to make moves. He's going to make uh, Minka Fitzpatrick juke. Fall on the ground. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> and it, Minka's, yeah, he's going to look like a fool. Um, that That's the kind of stuff Ryan Davis always does. All right, running backs. Who Who's going to be the star for this Auburn team in 2018? You know, everyone's saying Cam Martin because he's gotten all all bulked up. But I've still got to go booby number one. Asa Martin is going to be the one-two punch. So Wow, so two freshies. Yeah, I mean, Cam Martin, I think I think he's definitely improved. But I don't know, man. I just, I just have a good feeling about the freshmen. And I, regardless of their age on the team, for whatever reason in my mind, I see them as much, much more than that. So... Maybe I'm just uh maybe I'm just a little bit uh orange and blue glasses. <laughs> but that's okay. It's how I live uh, life. And even to think Cam Martin last year, he was a good running back. He wasn't as great in pass coverage. And that's something that I've heard in the off season he's really worked on and in fall camp is his pass coverage. That was something where you didn't see him playing as much, probably because of his pass coverage. Uh, because as you know, carry on had to do a lot of that and he, he knew exactly where the guys were coming, where that extra guy was coming and get in the way of him. So Stidham doesn't get smushed. Uh, I honestly think running backs, I mean, it's kind of a safe bet, but Cam Martin, I don't know if he's going to reach a thousand yard mark, mark, but I could see him getting to 800 or 900 yards this season. And, uh, Maybe even having Booby Whitlow or Asa Martin kind of accompanying them and overall having this running team, uh, this running back by committee maybe even, having close to 2,000 if not over 2,000 yards in the 2018 season. Because we're still going to be a run-heavy offense, even though Stidham with the wide receivers is going to open up a lot more play for wide receivers. Yeah, as long as Cam Martin can hold on to the ball, not put it on the ground, then mm-hmm. he definitely has the upper hand. But yeah, I think when the other running backs, and there's a lot of talent at running back on Auburn, who cares that we're not returning Kerryon Johnson? He's going to be awesome in the NFL. Picked him up on my fantasy team this weekend. Nice. And uh, that's okay. He can he can go do that, and we've got plenty of talent behind him. Yeah, we do. Um, that's a great thing. Both running backs and wide receivers, tons of depth. Uh, of course, quarterback Stidham, he's going to be dominating. Uh, one neat thing that I did see he's doing is he's staying off social media, which I think for a quarterback is huge, especially one where people are talking Heisman about him. You don't want that to go to your head. I mean, I'm sure in the back of his mind he's thinking he knows it, but at least he's not consuming himself with what people are saying about him because really what people say about you in football doesn't mean anything. It's what you actually do on the field that means everything. And when you're the leader of the team and people look to you, you shouldn't be playing around on social media. Yeah. What is your predictions for Stidham? How many passing yards do you think he'll have this season? Didn't you already say close to like 4,500? Are you still Full season? Of... Yeah. Uh, did I say 4,500? It was something. I think it I was, said was... no, like no, no, 45 yeah. touchdowns or something like that. But he'll <laughs> yeah. have over 3,000 yards. Yeah, I think he'll have over 3,000 yards. And uh, I think that's a pretty reasonable thing to ask of him is to have 3,000-plus yards. 
uh, maybe even eclipse like 3,500 yards, uh, especially if we make it a, a good season where we play. Uh, like we're, we are honestly thinking if we make it through this season with only a couple of losses, we might be playing the SEC championship going to the We're playoffs. going undefeated. Of course you're saying that. Of course <laughs> that. Just watch. Uh, yeah. Uh, I will watch. I'm still thinking <laughs> we go two, two losses probably. Um, we'll, we'll just have to see. All right, let's switch to defense. Defense is a very stout defense. I mean, there's so many great guys to pick from. Uh, lots of returning guys of the defense. Who's your star for 2018? Uh, I'm going with Javaris Davis. Mm. And I'm thinking that uh, especially in the first game, he's going to show what he's got as we man up and pick off Jake Browning at least once. You think we're gonna pre- you, you think we're gonna pick him? Yes. He's a four year starter. Who cares? <laughs> they he all right. His wide receivers. He lost any talent that he had at wide receiver. They went pro, and the wide receivers he has, none of them had more than what three hundred yards last year. Yeah, none of them. None of the returners did. So, if if anywhere out of all the returning starters, the the seventeen returning starters that Washington has. Their weakest area is wide receiver, and so that's where we need to come up strong. I don't care how good of a quarterback you have. If you don't have people to throw to, you're not going to complete passes. Yeah, and and as you know, our defense attacks balls, especially our (laughs) defensive backs. Think about how many balls that were swatted down by people like Carlton Davis. Um, That's incredible, and and that's the kind of legacy that Auburn has as a a defensive back and it just as a secondary, um, I have a feeling we're probably going to have guys that are, that are just going to step up like Derek Brown. I mean, last season he had 57 tackles, 57 and three sacks. He's going to be a, a fantastic defensive lineman. Um, I mean, I'm also kind of going back and forth with guys like Marlon Davidson and Nick Coe. I mean, those combined, those combined defensive linemen, I don't think you can go wrong with, guessing either one of them as as being the star for the defense they're probably all going to be at, at like five or six tackle or five or six sacks by the end of the season and it's going to be a, a great time for defensive linemen um because the thing when we have really good linebackers mm-hmm. the defensive line doesn't have to do as much meaning their role they don't have to uh go outside of their comfort zone they can just do what they're told to do and that's when we do our best we do a good job of containing with the linebackers or even a, a buck guy being the the guy that plays contain that's the kind of thing that i'm looking forward to is guys like nick co Derek brown marlon davidson dontavious russell plugging up holes and dontavious russell yeah don't leave him out yeah look for him to make some sparks on saturday as well yep uh yeah, there's just a lot of great guys on defense. I mean, you really can't go wrong with that. All right. Of this, I got a question for you, kind of like a follow-up for defense. Of the guys that I just mentioned, who do you think is going to have more sacks this coming season? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Nick Coe. Okay. How many do you think he's going to get? What are – I don't usually pay attention to the sacks. I'm going to say five. That's, like, That's pretty high. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, five's – let's see – that's kind of, I mean, that's actually, yeah, that's about right. I mean, he might get a little bit more than that. We'll see. Um, so, 
I can see that. I honestly think it'll probably be a little bit more than that. I mean, even I like Derek it. Brown, I like the optimism. I'm thinking more there like seven. Maybe it's I'm gonna be thinking... five on Saturday. That's what it's gonna be. <laughs> Let's go. Let's make it a, a reverse Clemson game for Washington. Well, that would be so great. God. Even if we get like five or six sacks in a, in this game, I would consider it well, just a huge win for the defense. I mean, for for real, that's the game changer right there. Is mm-hmm. it's going to be our D line versus the stacked line of Washington and yeah. getting to the quarterback. And Washington, they're returning, I think, at least three, maybe four starters on offensive line. Yeah, and a, a lot, lot of, them of those are like senior veterans. So yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's not going to be easy. That's for sure. But also, Pac twelve. So take that as back you 12. Will. Yep. All right. Special teams, pretty easy. Probably going to have the Australian Aaron. Australian Aaron. And uh, Anders, Anders Carlson. Anders, not Anders Carlson. He's a tiger of a kicker. <laughs> he will be. And I think he'll prove it very quickly, considering the trust even in the spring of Gus saying, sure, kick a 60-yarder in practice. Um that's the kind of confidence we're already putting in Anders. And yeah, he's a freshie. So we're going to have to see how he does. But if he's got any genes like Daniel, which he has a lot of them, he's his brother, <laughs> then we're going to be fine. Currently sitting at the bronze boot. Yeah. That can quickly improve. All right. Let me ask you some follow-up questions about special teams. For punter, last season we averaged like right at 40 yards uh, with Ian Shannon. Uh, very consistent, solid punter. Uh, what are you expecting for our punting game? Are you expecting, um, like, okay, let me ask you this, I guess, in addition to the expectation for punting, how many yards do you think is going to be our longest punt? 70. 70. Like Cody Bliss. (laughs) I swear Cody Bliss had like a 70 yard punt one time. It was insane. Probably did. And, and, and the great thing about like an Australian kicker, their accuracy is just top notch so i'm really hoping that we punt away from like we've done even in years previous like we punt away from the guy ball rolls another 20 yards yeah gets us a an incredible punt anything else about stars and uh who you're thinking uh is gonna stand out this next season uh we've covered a lot of it so i'm getting ready to uh to see our predictions come to life on saturday man so true and you're going to be seeing our... that in person, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, me and uh, Kyle are going. We're getting there uh, probably middle of the day, if not even a little bit before, and seeing the sights and sounds of uh, the Mercedes-Benz. Definitely the... eat two meals in there because that food is great. They're cheap. Um, yeah. Street and, prices. And I'm, I'm really excited. I mean, the last time I was there, left a bad taste in my mouth with uh, playing UCF, and I really want to get that that taste out of my mouth. Big W. Uh, the big W. Bow down, Washington. UW. Bow down. The uh, <laughs> and then Ben, you're gonna, you're not even going to be in the state of Georgia, Alabama. Where are you going to be for the the Washington game? I'm going to be watching it with the Los Angeles Auburn Club in L.A. That's interesting. Thirty three. That, that'll be fun. Gonna gonna be with a whole bunch of Auburn people. Uh, Carolyn and I are visiting the West Coast this year, and. Only time we could do it was right around Labor Day, so it's gonna be yeah. uh, it's gonna be like the inverse of how Washington traveled across the country. We're gonna do the same, but then be with the Auburn family just the same as well. Yeah, and uh, you sent me a picture of those wings that are. Gonna oh be man! There and 
Man, Ben, you're, some you're... Uh, some bright auburn orange wings. I'm getting ready. My my uh, lips are tingling already. Uh, my mouth is watering. <laughs> He's got his spidey senses. They're tingling. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a good game. Yep. Um. All right. One one interesting thing, just kind of as like a a side discussion, trick plays. What are you feeling about trick plays in a first game? Do you think Gus is going to use them? Do you think uh, Chris Peterson, Washington's head coach, is going to be using them? Mm. Like, do you think it's needed so, in the first game? I wouldn't put it past Gus and Chip Lindsey to do something. They've already been talking about, you know, it was, it was called out a little bit in fall practice, running the Wildcat and a few other different types of plays. Chris Peterson for sure has a couple up his sleeve because we all remember the the Boise State Oklahoma game where they just had the Statue of Liberty and then that crazy play uh, to get him into overtime and Chris Peterson always has something like that as well. It, it, it's weird the similarities that fall between both the Auburn team as of today and Washington. Besides us playing in the SEC and then playing in the Pac-12, the amount of time the coaches have been there the style of the the play calling of the coaches, the way that the teams have so much returning talent. It's really a great matchup, and it's it's anything you could ask for except for the fact that I don't want to play someone that difficult first game. No. But I think I once think, we shut I them down and does. send them home, it should be good. But you, it's one of the things you have the schedule that you've been dealt, and you got to do with it what you will. Absolutely. And I mean, it is a blessing that it is a non-conference game, but at the same time, it's a big game because there's if we lose this game, there's very, very slim We're not going chances to. that we make it to the playoffs nah. because of the end of the season against UGA and Bama. You don't think so? We'll beat both UGA and Bama as well. Undefeated. The optimist here. Optimist. Uh, let's talk about Chris Peterson. This man... He's he's thirty seven and seventeen. Last season, um, he went ten and three, and uh, those three losses at Arizona State, which we've referenced, at Stanford, yeah, that's all right, and then Penn State. That was a reasonable loss. They were number nine in the Fiesta Bowl at the end of their season. All right, let's talk about Chris Peterson the head coach of the Washington Husky Puppies. He, uh, <laughs> he's he been coaching there for five seasons, and uh, he, he's had a record of 37-17. And, 17. and uh, last season he went 10-3, and three, um, and those three losses were to Arizona State, Stanford, and Penn State, who was number nine at the end of the season in the Fiesta Bowl. The worst of those losses is that Arizona State loss where they only put up seven points. Um that was the abysmal loss that I, I it gives me a little more hope that this team, even though they're returning a lot of guys, is still the same team. Yep. I looked back at even some of his coaching seasons, and uh, one of them was uh, with Boise State. He had an undefeated season with them in 2006, and uh, he got a pay raise. And, and get this, this is just how crazy coaches are getting paid now. Um, he got paid for five years. This was a five-year contract for $4.2 million. That's less than a million dollars per year. And like compare that to somebody like Gus Malzahn last season beat both Alabama and Georgia, and then Auburn decides, all right, let's, let's secure your spot here at Auburn a little bit longer, and they pay him 
for seven years for $49 million. That's insane. Like how much the pay has increased. Um, almost yeah. tenfold. Well, that was three presidents in a decade ago. So it's a, it's a different time. It is 12 years later. And football has become way different breed than it was back in 2013. Also, it's it's Boise State. Yeah, and Boise State true. versus someone <laughs> in the SEC who's been to a national title a couple times. I mean, granted, we all look at the Gus Malzahn contract and everyone can question it a little bit. But when it comes down to who gets paid for performance, you've got to say that just the caliber of the Auburn team is different than Boise State. It's not like he was at Washington the whole time. He's been at Washington for like five years now, and he should be making some some decent money, even though they're in the Pac-12, and you know, take that as he will. But it, I, I definitely see your point, though. It's it's insane what we're paying coaches these days. We can all look at Nick Saban and shake our heads for that. Yeah, and Saban was leading the charge, and I mean, the Saban probably and rightly Meyer. so. Yeah, Saban and Urban Meyer. I mean, look at Urban Meyer. I mean, the money that he got paid. I mean, you could argue. Part of the reason why he didn't get completely fired is they, they know he's a great coach. And you're just like, yeah, like, I mean, you can make an argument either way. Yeah. Like, how much did he know about the situation? But it's just a weird thing that coach are getting paid so much now. All right. Let's get into the X's and O's of Washington. They have eight returning starters on offense. Uh, Jake Browning, he's the four-year returning starter. They have a couple phenomenal running backs miles gaskin who's a senior he's been starting for the past three years real and, real, uh, real quick you know who else had some phenomenal running backs university of georgia uh yeah. you remember what happened there do you remember alabama too true that you remember how how well we stuffed contained them. all their running backs stuffed them all incredible um the, another great running back uh, that they have, and he's he's just a sophomore. Even last year, he was averaging, uh, and this is Salvan Ahmed, and he was averaging 6.4 yards per carry in 2017. Uh, that's pretty freaking good numbers for, for a guy coming in as a freshman. Uh, so probably going to have a good one-two punch there. Uh, and then they have uh, not so great of running of uh, wide receivers coming back because uh, one of their wide receivers isn't, um, healthy right now, and uh, he was one of their highest-performing guys from last season. Uh, the other wide receivers, like we mentioned before, only 300 yards at tops for any of their returning starters um, that were wide receivers. Um, the O-line, pretty solid. Um, I, I expect their offensive line with four returning starters not to have any major issues, but considering how good our defensive line, uh, that's... They worked that's, that out for them. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. And, and to think, Kevin Steele. I mean, if I was an offensive coordinator, Kevin Steele is probably one of my biggest nightmares because of how well he adjusts his team, uh, even mid-game. Doesn't even have to be halftime to what the opposing t- team's offense is doing. Yep. Need a couple of reversals and high lows, and send those boys back to the Pac-12. Yeah, send them all the way back to Washington, or some people like to say Washington. Uh, one of the things, uh, I, it's kind of stood out to me with defense. Like you mentioned, there's a ton of returning guys, but their rush defense was so good. It was 2.9 yards per carry that their defense allowed the whole season under three yards. That's, that's going to be a tough uphill battle for this offense of Auburn 
um, especially with potentially some new guys um, coming in there. Uh, not that we can't do it. It just means we got we got our battle cut out for us with how good their um, front seven are. My prediction, the passing attack will open up the run, and Booby Whitlow will be the first running back to score a touchdown. Booby is going to be the first touchdown. Okay. Watch it. Watch not it a Cam Martin? You don't think Cam Martin is going to not, the not first. Gonna just be like, bring it, bring it all the way down? No. It's going to... It's going to be that uh, running back by committee. Hmm. Also, I'm not 100% sold on Cam Martin. And maybe maybe Cam can listen to this and it can be fuel for him to be awesome. Maybe. But I'm going I'm going booby. All right. Uh, I mean, he, he's going to be, I think, because of just his size, a guy in the red zone that we're probably going to go to. And maybe we throw him in at Wildcat because he does have a little bit of quarterback experience from high school. Uh, that could be a great little key asset for him um, to be – and that wildcat, uh, because that's where we got a lot of red zone production uh, with carry on last season. Uh, what else do you think is going to happen? Do you have any other predictions for uh, what's going to happen in this uh, Washington game? Uh, lots of sacks by the Auburn defense. Lots of yards by the Auburn wide receivers. Lots of deflections and hopefully at least one interception. What, I mean, when you look at these teams that come and it's going to be such a, like, both both sides are stacked and both sides have weapons and both sides of offense and defense for both teams were so similar. I think the difference is going to be getting to the quarterback and getting turnovers. And Auburn's yeah. going to win both those battles. And that's why we're well, going to win back, this game by 13 points. We keep, and we keep looking back to what Arizona State did to... Washington and they got to Browning so ec- extremely quickly. Make them kick field that, goals. Yeah, make them kick field goals because their kickers look like they're from Bama. <laughs> Regular that, Griffin that. out there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they got Griffin's brother. You <laughs> uh, look like I'm, just, I'm so glad we have the brother of Daniel Carlson on our team. Like, yeah, sure, he hasn't played an official game, but his numbers from high school and what he did even in the spring game. Yep. It doesn't worry me at all. Um, do you have any other keys to victory, Ben? Uh, I don't want to give them away because you never know if the enemy will be listening. <laughs> yep. Uh, what's your prediction for this game before and our season preview, you had predicted that Auburn's going to win by 13. Are you still sticking with that? Absolutely. It's double gonna digit be, win. Going to be a big double digit win. You're going to be, Cheering in the stadium. I'm going to be cheering on the other side of the country, high-fiving some Auburn people out in L.A. It's going to be a good time. And if we beat UW by when we beat. 13 points, when we beat, yes. <laughs> uh, I think Washington is going to be bowing down to us and not saying, bow down to Washington, or whatever they say. Because bow down, that's when... dear Washington, because yes. you're terrible. <laughs> another singing bit from ben king i'm saying 27 to 14 27 14 yep that's that's our defense can hold them to 14 if arizona state can do it we can do it for sure absolutely i think we're gonna it's gonna be a little bit closer and my preseason i had auburn winning by three i'm still sticking with the three and Anders carlson coming out in the end uh we're gonna win 24 to 21 uh kind of low scoring game but what do you expect when you have teams that haven't 
really played anybody for what eight months now nine months close to it and this is going to be a tough tough matchup but defense is where it's going to stand up and our defense is going to be uh, just the rock of this team like it was a lot of times last season when our offense was uh, not doing so hot Um, Ben do you have any other final thoughts before we go just want to thank the listeners for uh, tuning in and we'll see you at Tumor's Corner yep and uh ben also what is your social media so they can get in contact with you uh it's b-e-n-k-1-n-g anywhere on the internet and you can find me on twitter at a-j-a-y-j-a-y underscore and it's always great to be an auburn tiger and war eagle war eagle Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?